Good afternoon. I would like to say good morning. I would also say like to say good yesterday. Unfortunately, technical difficulties have made this the fourth attempt at recording this week's podcast. So, without further ado, welcome to Kaylee Desotel Reads, Writes, and Rants, and thank you for joining us. Um, this is the first full podcast episode that we're doing since um, I went offline with my husband's cancer diagnosis. So just a reminder about the format, we're going to be doing a book review, and um, in this case a review and a recommendation. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a rant, but instead of ranting about a social issue today, I would like to talk about gratitude and how it comes into play when your family is experiencing a crisis and how you should make sure that it's uh, top of your mind. And finally, I'm going to do a quick talk about um, the Michelle Obama Becoming Tour for her book, which became the um, best-selling memoir of all time. And uh, we'll go from there. So let's get started with the book review. So this review is... um, on Rachel Hollis's follow-up book to Girl Stop Apolog- uh, Girl Wash Your Face, and it's called Girl Stop Apologizing. Came out March 2019. It's about 240 pages long. Um, it is so good. And as you know, I am crazy about Girl Wash Your Face, and Girl Stop Apologizing did not disappoint me. Um, It's definitely a follow-up book to the first one. Um, The first one, Girl Stop Apologizing, became number one on the New York Times bestseller list in this category of help and inspiration and um, goal success. And for the first time, it was knocked out of the number one spot by her own book. So it's pretty cool that Rachel Hollis is now the first and second book on the top of the bestseller list and her two books both made uh, number one with her second one um, coming out at number one. All right, so the book kind of adds on to Girl Wash Your Face where Girl Wash Your Face kind of deals with things that you believe and it kind of deals with your past. Girl Stop Apologizing is definitely more about embracing your future, embracing your life, embracing your calling. Um, It's about getting over things like shame and guilt that don't bring you any um, value and how to become more um, resilient in your choices. The actual title of Girl Stop Apologizing is Girl Stop Apologizing, a shame-free plan for embracing and achieving your goals. Now, what she suggests is she covers things like her five to thrive, which are five things that you have to do every day in order to live your best life, which is things like um, a gratitude journal, which she also happens to sell now are her start today journals um then drinking half your body weight in water all the time um, cutting out one food item that you eat that's not good for you for example for her it was diet coke was the first thing she cut out Um, finding joy in moments taking care of your body which means exercise in some form or another um just different things that 
we tend to neglect, but that can help us when we're trying to grow into our whole self. Um, if you are her fan and have followed her on social media over the last year at the very least, you will see that she basically wrote the book in real time and it feels like she's talking to you. Like at one point she actually is speaking directly to her editor, calling her by name in the book. Um, and so if you follow her feed or her Instagram or her podcast or whatever, you'll recognize when she's talking about her, the in a month my documentary is coming out or this is the keynote speech from Rise Weekend which is her conference that her company puts on. Um, she talks about her tough season in her marriage which was she went into great detail about in Girl Wash Your Face. Um, this is about embracing what's going on in your life and being present in the now and the things that make you proud. And she talks about how a lot of us fall back into fear and how we say, oh, well, there's no point in my doing that because it's already been done by somebody else. Well, she says, of course it's been done. Everything's been done before, but that doesn't mean it's been done by you. So we're still waiting to see what you can do with it. Um, she said, everything you want to try, whether it's something as mundane as getting bangs or wearing white jeans. These things have all been done before. Things that are interesting to you are interesting because they have been done before. So don't let the fact that somebody else sells, her example is rainbow crochets on Etsy, stop you from crocheting. All that tells you is that there is a demand for crocheted goods on Etsy. So go for it. Try it. What's the worst that can happen? You don't succeed. You try something else. Um, in this book, she also has the first overtly feminist writing that I've seen from her. Um, it does skew to white feminism. Um, and we know, being that she's a white woman, that makes sense. But for example, as an Aboriginal person, I do take exception to the term tribe when referring to your group of people. And that has long been her word for the women who follow her on Instagram and who are engaged in her life in social media is she's always called them the chic tribe. And um, as an Aboriginal person, I find that to be an inappropriate term. Um, cultural appropriation for that matter. So she does um, talk about how, you know, women are given certain expectations and there's mommy guilt and there's wife shaming and there's you need to be this perfect version of a woman. But in this book, she talks about how that's not true. If it's not fair for one person, it's not fair for anyone. Um, so if they wouldn't ask your husband who's watching the kids while you're away, um, they don't have any business asking you how you can go to work if and leave your kids alone. Um, she's also brutally honest about the fact that she, while she loves kids to the point that she has four of them and she had three, um, she's raised five kids or all together, six kids. I don't remember. There were a lot of kids. <laughs> She's not made to be a stay-at-home mom. And it's nice to have somebody talking about that 
in public without anyone going, oh my gosh, you're not fulfilled because someone else is helping you raise your children. And help is another thing that she's covered a lot in here. And she says, if you don't think I'm getting help, then you're going to feel so bad because you get, you're like, oh, she makes these beautiful dinners for her four children and her husband and she runs a business and, 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 and I can barely make dinner when I'm sitting at home alone. So she's very, talks a lot about how if help is available, get it. And if it's not available, find a way to get it because no one can do this alone. And when she wrote her first book, for example, um, she got her mom to come over on weekends to stay with her so that they could, she could look after the kids while her, she was doing her writing. So that is a really good thing to remember. And I know for myself, I am relying on the kindness of my friends and family a lot right now as we work through this um, season of my husband's life where he's going through cancer treatment and I literally cannot do this alone and I can't let him do it alone and we can't abandon our children. So we, <laughs> we're we kind of um, leaning a lot on our friends and family to step in with the auntie and uncle and grandparent duty because there's just not much we can do without it. But I'll go into further detail about that in the next section when I talk about gratitude. Um, She says that you're never going to live your best life if you are comparing your beginning to someone else's middle. So you look at her and you're like, oh, she's got a really popular podcast. She's got two New York Times bestselling books. She's got a documentary that was in theaters. She has four beautiful children. She lives in a big house in Texas. Well, this is she's been doing this at the same time that we were learning about her. So she, she's at her middle right now, and we are watching that. But she didn't just show up overnight. She's been working at this for 14 years. So what she's saying is your beginning may not look like her beginning, but don't look at your beginning and think, why isn't my blog as popular as hers? Well, she didn't get there overnight. She got there through trial and error and tumbling and standing back up. Um, she does also talk about gratitude journals. Um, again, they now sell their own start today um, journals through their company, um, the Hollis Company. But it does go along the lines of like power of positive thinking and the secret where you manifest what you think. So if you are thinking that you want to lose 20 pounds, instead of saying things like I want to and you focusing on the word want to, you say, I have the body of a woman who can look after her children healthy. I I have run or I run a marathon. by putting it in the imperative, what you're saying is, this is true. This is true for me. So you start finding ways to get to be there. So that it's a good reminder to try harder and think positively. And that just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean you can't do it. Um, Throughout the book, she references other popular public figures. For example, as this book deals a lot with shame and guilt, she refers to Brene Brown, a noted doctor of 
shame and guilt. She's um, written many, many books on the topic. And if you haven't read a Brene Brown book, I cannot stress highly enough how much you should read a Brene Brown book. Um, she's fantastic. And she also refers to Jenna Kutcher, who has a really beautiful Instagram, and she teaches people how to use social media for business. Um, so yeah, I not only think the book was really, really good, I do believe that you should read it. Um, everyone should read it. Keep in mind, though, that it is a companion kind of book. So if you haven't read Girl, Wash Your Face yet, I don't know what you are doing with your life. Please go read it. It's so good. It's also available on Audible. So if you would rather listen to it on your way to and from work, go ahead. Um, that's how I listened to it the first time. Um, and then go out and get Girl Stop Apologizing because they really do work well in concert. And again, that one is also available on Audible. So she can tell you the story herself. Um, she talks about how she has failed spectacularly on a public forum. And she says, look, if I can do this, you can do whatever it is that you want to do also. So yeah. All right. So out of my four heart rating system, I give it a four heart because I loved it. It was so good. And like I said, um, there is the whole white feminist slant to it, but that was expected going into it because I already know that that's how she refers to her people in her other works and on her other platforms. So uh, go read the book. Let me know what you think. I cannot stress enough. You need to read this book. And if you are related to me and want to borrow it, let me know. <laughs> um, next, I'd like to talk about something that I kind of touched on in the last section, which is um, with regards to gratitude. Now, I mentioned in the last podcast how my husband is 34 years old and has been diagnosed with rectal cancer. Um, stage three cancer is not something that you would expect in a otherwise healthy 34 year old man with no other conditions. However, that is the lot we ended up with and that is where we are. Now, let's think about the fact that I have a 34 year old husband who has stage three cancer. Add on to that a couple weeks later, my father was told that he would need a, quad, a quintuple bypass for his heart. So he had open heart surgery. Add on to that, my brother um, left a job that he was doing and started his own company while we were planning for a wedding for um, a vow renewal. We have had so much going on and so much upheaval and so much stress in our family in the last three months that we've kind of looked at it and gone, wow, huh, how are we still standing? How are we still here? Well, I can tell you exactly how we're still here. And it's because we're all standing together. Um, we are all here for each other. We text each other. We phone each other. We show up for each other. And I cannot express strongly enough the gratitude I feel for my family. I have my grandmother who is 77 years old and has given up her personal own life for the last more than a month to come and sleep on the couch at my house to help me take care of my kids so that I could be there for Dave and listen at the doctors and be available. It is incredible 
Um, it is self-giving. It is so generous. I have my brother and his um, sister-in-law, who luckily enough I'm best friends with, um, take each of my children away for a long weekend during spring break on two separate vacations so that they each got one-on-one -on -one time with their aunt and uncle and got to do something fun and exciting. And this is not something anyone even asked them to do. This is something that they came up with and said, this is what I want to do. Are you okay with it? This is them showing up every day for my family and for my kids. Um, my mom, who is taking care of a man who's had open heart surgery, is still taking the kids to, for, um, to be visiting at her house. She orders me groceries online and has them delivered to my house. My best friend stopped what she was doing and showed up at my house to help me clean up the house so that I could have it clean enough for him while he goes through surgery and um, has a really low immune system. If you know me, that is an even bigger challenge than you would think because I hate housework. Like, hate it. So there was a lot to declutter and a lot to clean and um, I'm just so incredibly grateful. I have friends who show up to go for a walk for me. I have one of my best friends who lives next door to me. She'll phone me and say, I'm heading up to London Drugs. What do you need? Can I pick up a prescription for you? Um, my brother picked up a cake um, when my husband was first diagnosed and it said fuck cancer pardon my language but that's what it said and that is the best cake I've ever had in my entire life um, my sister who lives on the opposite end of the country sends me links she even sent an entire case of carrot juice from Amazon to my front door with a note saying I'm really far away, but this is something I can do because she did some research on juicing for people with colorectal cancer and found that carrot juice is supposed to be the best. She's like, I don't know if it really works or not, but this is something I can do and I wanted to help. She has offered to take my children to come stay with her on the other end of the country in her two bedroom apartment. She said, I'll get bunk beds if they need to come during the summer if you need them to. I mean, I cannot, I hope that you can hear in my voice how grateful I am, but I cannot even express it in words because this is the only reason that I'm still set standing. My friends at work um, who jumped in and helped me by doing work that I would typically be doing my boss for his patience and his kindness like there's just so much love and gra gratitude that I have for the people in my life um, it's just unbelievable and when you are going through a hard season and people show up for you and you let them show up for you and you let them help you when they offer I can tell you that it saves so much pain because it's really, really, really hard to have a sick husband. It's really, 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 really hard to be the sick husband. It's hard to be the kids of a sick dad. It's hard to understand what's going on. But when you look for it, you can always find, as Mr. Rogers said, you can always find the helpers. When something bad happens, look for the people who are helping. And so if you are ever struggling and someone offers to help, don't turn them down.
because they're not just doing it because they have to. If they're offering, it's because you need the help and they need to help you. And I know my family doesn't need to stop what they're doing and take care of my kids, but I am grateful for them for doing it. So in conjunction with that, um, one of the evenings that I did recently, my mom and I both went out. We took a break from being the caregiver to very sick men and went and saw Michelle Obama's Becoming book tour when she stopped in Vancouver. Um, It was amazing to have a night out with my mom. It was also incredible to see one of my biggest woman crushes in the entire world in real life talking about a book that I really liked. Um, That book is now the best-selling memoir of all time. It sold, I think, 10 million copies. Um, It was Oprah's 2018, the only book in her book club last year. It was the best-selling book of the year last year, and it only came out in November. So it had like a month and a half, and it still managed to be the number one best-selling book of the year. She was down to earth, she was funny, she was smart. She was being interviewed by Robin Roberts from Good Morning America, which means that she had a professional interviewer who was also her friend. So there was a lot of familiarity and closeness and jocularity that wouldn't necessarily be there in a traditional interview setting. Um, She talked about basically the sections of the book so like when she was a child as she was growing up and developing herself and then through to her campaign and tour of her term in the White House as First Lady of America. Um, She had some amazing interviews with her husband um, Barack Obama with her mother and her brother and her children as all these people talked about who Michelle Obama is besides just Michelle Obama First Lady. She was relatable and funny and was encouraging us all to try to be our best selves. So right now, if you go onto any social media platform, you will find hashtag I am becoming as a trending hashtag. Um, She had people come up on stage and say, this is what I'm becoming. I am becoming my whole self. I am becoming brave. I am becoming a vet. I am becoming a teacher. I am becoming vocal. Um, It was amazing. And it was just so inspiring that you left there feeling like, yes, you're right. I can do this. Um, It felt more like a rock tour, stadium tour than a book tour that I've ever been to because it was literally in the stadium. Um, There were lights, there were videos, there was music. It was just really, really fun. Um, She was encouraging people to live tweet and use the hashtag I am becoming. So there and they ran those on the window or yeah, they ran them on the windows of the stadium. They ran them on the jumbo screens at the stadium. Um, The book itself, if you haven't read it, it's 448 pages long. Um, It is also broken down into the sections I discussed before. And she quickly talked about each of those um, parts of her life and the hard stuff and the good stuff. And she talked about gratitude and how she's so grateful for her good marriage but she worked at it and she talks about how they did um, marriage counseling and she talks about how she could not survive with her group without her group of girlfriends that she's had and cultivated over the years and I can tell you from experience that I 
don't know what I would do without my girlfriends. Um, my friends and my mom and my sister and my sister-in-law and all these women in my life are the ones who keep me sane when I feel like I can't. Um, there's just something that you have in a relationship with women that she talked about that keeps you and it helps she called it filling your cup back up and I can't think of a more apt way to discuss that um so anyway so the book is called becoming it's really good so here is your second book recommendation of the day <laughs> um but also if you get a chance to see any of her tour if she comes to your town the tickets are really expensive don't get me wrong but it is definitely worth it um you will leave there feeling inspired and it's interesting to see this amazing successful woman as in every woman who's just put in a lot of work to get where she's going um, her thoughts on affirmative action and feminism and children and childhood obesity and eating healthy and the presidency and the current administration it's all very interesting and definitely worth getting a chance to see if you do have that opportunity. So that is the final section of this podcast. So we've covered Go Out and Read, Girl Stop Apologizing, especially if you've read Girl Wash Your Face. And if you haven't watched read Girl Wash Your Face, oh my freaking god, go re- watch Girl Wash Your Face. It is so, so good live in gratitude for the people who show up for you show them that you care show them how grateful you are and just remember to thank them because they are putting their lives on hold to help you get through the hardest season of your life and then finally the michelle obama go out and read the book it's obviously a really good success because everyone is rating it and um it obviously sold pretty well so if you don't want to go out and buy the book borrow one from a friend I'm pretty sure somebody will have a copy that you can borrow and I will talk to you guys next week hopefully on Tuesday when it's supposed to be released and um, yeah so in the meantime have a great week bye